This is the chop up, trying to get chopped up, not get slapped up. You already know. Final chop. George, get out the camera. Final chop for the evening. Uh, We're going to go ahead and slide into what I'm calling the relationship chop. This conversation will be set up around uh, talking about this new Fantasia hotness, right? She popped up on a video, slid into the lines then, aka the Breakfast Club. And uh shoot, interesting. it's been interesting ever since then. Like definitely a couple different couple different chapters to, to this story, right? She went up and made her statements on the Breakfast Club about uh basically women and their issues what? with keeping a man. She said a couple different things. She said women are trying to be the leader in the household, which is the reason why they keep keep a man, which is why submission is important because submission is the only way to really get around this generational curse that black relationships, I guess, or black people or people or women in general have, where they have had to be both the mother and the father. So because of that position of power and dominance, they can't be told anything, which means, you know, when they can't be told anything and they have a man and they're trying to lead and direct the house, uh, they lose that man, uh, which is problematic. She then concludes this whole notion by saying that she is the neck and her husband is the head, so the head can't do nothing without the neck. It's a co-constitutive relationship uh, that all works together if everybody's our <laughs> hands on deck now there are a couple different chapters to this and i'm gonna tell the whole story of it so don't think i'm leaving nothing out as we go through this i'm gonna definitely get to the revamp version where her and her husband was on camera and they did they don't like this but let me start um by asking is her take on submission and kind of just on the surface of it before we get to the extrapolations of it on the surface of it is that some ashy old nigga hotepery or is that some Real applicable 2019 contemporary relationship. That is, that real is, nigga that shit is some of through. that old black conservatism creeping on through the pores of black people <laughs> and how we still, even though we think we are dialectically opposed to our slave masters, uh, to uh, 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 conservatives nowadays, to MAGA supporters, we actually uh, have a lot in common and tend to agree with a lot with the motherfuckers. And when I say we, I ain't talking about me. I'm talking about like us as a collective. You know what I'm saying? Because that's what, that's what I recognize. I think that's like some mm-hmm. Eurocentric mm-hmm. patriarchal old uh, the, a person with a penis got to be in the head and the woman and the, and the whoever got the vagina got to be like I'm not, I'm not with it and, and two I, I, I think it's, it's, it's not true it's yeah. historically it's not true like, uh, yeah, our ways I, I'm, not I'm, like that man so this hmm. is this that backward ass way of thinking I'm gonna just I'm gonna just, just call it backwards and then this is this is why. This shit is backwards because it, yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and, and we and married too. Yeah, women, people don't remember it. We married, so you would understand. It's backwards because you asking <laughs> what, what that does that sets women up for failure because you asking a woman to be submissive to a nigga who ain't earned it just for the simple fact that he's a nigga. It ain't about the respect. It ain't about what he didn't show her. It ain't about what he's done for her. It ain't about the conversations that they had or any, you know, any other type. It, it ain't about their relationship. It's about a paradigm. You feel me? And that's the problem. We're, are, we're having pre-established paradigms on, po- on, on people who may not fit that. So you may have a woman pre- who has the more dominant pre- and more powerful and the more leadership personality and a nigga who more laid back and he like, yeah, you know, whatever. You know what I'm saying? I'll handle exactly. that. But they they try to switch that and he gets told, no, you be her and you be him. And that don't work for them. 
what I'm saying? I think relationships should be a a person like the the dynamic of a relationship is personal. And in order for and in order for the, the relationship to be productive and in order for it to work, it has to be natural. When you're trying to force yourself in the roles, that's where you mm-hmm. get fucked up relationships. And don't tell me that these old ass relationships were the were the hallmark for of what relationships should look like. When you got when we look back on shit now and be like, damn, they was women was getting beaten, they stayed. Motherfuckers was being molested and they stayed. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't trying to hear that. It basically, like, that's what I mean by romanticize. Like, you sanitize some shit. And, and this is... And, and and this is what is troubling about it because niggas want to latch on and niggas will latch on to that first video but won't pay attention to her husband's kind of recharacterization and explanation of it. His fell in line with a whole lot of really uh, consistent points that I was finding on my timeline. Yeah. Which is just, nigga, you have anticipations of leading by default because you have a penis without showing any leadership capabilities. You know what I'm saying? And he goes on. I forgot her husband's name, but he goes on to so he and his word. And, um, yeah. explaining the video. Yeah, that you know he has a commitment to being led first of all by God or by some force external to himself that he finds. You know what I'm saying? Peace, solace, guidance, understanding, in which then shapes the way he guides and leads his family. You know what I'm saying? So that in and of itself demonstrates that submission is not you know it doesn't start with her it's actually started with him and kind of his understanding with who he needs to be to submit under you know the power and authority of god to dictate and determine a house in the first place you know what i'm saying the fact that he has been consistently doing things to shape his character being reflective about who he is and you know how he moves and how he believes and what he does to lead a family is super important because he's like i can't bring them back nonsense and expect you know, her to, to, to give me something of material value that actually makes me better, makes me look good, like there's no balance there. And so his whole take on it was, nigga, if you want the slot, make sure you, you're doing the work for it. If you want to start a position, make sure you're not a nigga out here that really need to be sitting on, who is comfortable yeah. sitting on a bench. Cause I, uh, I did catch him being like submission yeah. don't mean like you do what I do. You, do. you do what I do when I say do it. That's, my, that's not what submission mean. But in my, to me, I'm just suspect of the whole concept of submission, being submissive when it's correlated to women specifically and especially when it comes to relationships. I'm, I'm really just and I think, I mean, weary of, the, go ahead, of, of, of that concept. Nah, I agree, bro. Like I'm, I'm, I'm actually, I mean, that's one of the things that me and my wife talk about consistently. Um, I mean, and we even talked about, we even talked, it was something we talked about before we got married. And it was the idea that I don't want a submissive wife. I want to, I want, I want somebody to tell me no. I want a challenge, right? Like I want it to be interesting. I want you to, above all else, throw all that shit away. I want you to be you. I don't, like, fuck what you think you need to do in order to be yourself. Hold on, my dog is trying to walk around my camera. (laughs) Go ahead, go ahead. Um, I, I, with the notion of being yourself and kind of leading, this is why I think my take on it, because I'm, while I'm not married, I think I, one of the differences that I do have here that is significant is that I'm not straight either. You know what I'm saying? And so yeah. during my experiences in like non-heterosexual relationships, I, I, it, it gives me a lot of insight into how potentially toxic, toxic the, the concept of submission can be, even as it's kind of repackaged and re-explained by, oh boy, it still can be very toxic because, and I used this phrase before, it's a dog whistle for niggas, you know what I'm saying? When you look at non-heterosexual relationships, queer relationships, you still have the same dynamics of submission 
that y'all talk about in heterosexual relationships, but nobody feels the need to call it submission, like you're right. submitting to me. But you see right. queer relationships all the time that work with people having certain proficiencies, having certain you know areas where they are successful in. They're good at finances. They're good at homemaking. They're good at potentially raising kids. They're good at securing bags. They're good at making, you know what I'm saying, and thinking through and being thoughtful and listening. And so they control a lot of those dynamics of the relationship and just leading God where it's necessary. And nobody feels it important to ever be like you ever be like if we're gonna be together for real you have to submit to me and if you do you probably on some stud shit not not generalizing stud shit but that really toxic toxic masculinity version of stud shit where you adapt all the problematic niggas shit that niggas do and just kind of flip it and put a bow on it and and that's a huge reason why i've never been able to identify being a stud is because first of all i mean there are just some shit that i feel like i would disappoint the studs of america <laughs> the studs of the world if y'all really kind of did your research in the toy because toya, like, toya is a lady toya is a lady and a, a woman who who embraces certain notions and levels of femininity certain shit you're just not gonna get from me but also and more importantly because there's fluidity within being a stud. You know what I'm saying? Like, they come in a thousand different ways, shapes, form, and fashion. If anybody had to call me something, they would call me a stem, right? A soft stud. Whatever, whatever, whatever. Cool. <laughs> All of that shit is great. But I don't identify with the culture of it because a lot of it is predicated on a bunch of toxic shit that they have learned and flipped up from niggas. And I'm cool. I'm just generally cool. But I say all that to say, at least in queer relationships, there are levels of submission that don't have to be called submission because they come with the baggage that submission comes with. And, you know, and I think that queer relationships speak to that because they already challenge labels. They already challenge, you know, what when you're dealing with queer people, the, the, the understanding of heteronormativity and, and heterosexual relationships starts with the labels. You're the woman, and mm-hmm. that comes with all of this. You're the man, and that comes with all of this. And what's crazy is that mm. you know I've been to arguing with yeah like a a, a a lot of like religious people or you know Hebrew Israelites those types. And th- hey, Rakia got a thing. Yeah, I'm, 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 a, I'm gonna get to her. Mm. I'm gonna get to her coming next. Um, but what the, what I, what I see from them is that even the idea that we can challenge these labels to them is just feminism. Like they just they just blanket it all up, and that means that we're trying to effeminize men, mm-hmm. and men can't be men, and all of these. And it's like, nah. But the fact that men meet that man only means one thing, and it's a very static thing. It's a very narrow thing. That's mm-hmm. a problem when you have multiple people who could fit under that paradigm. It's just like the idea of black, right? When we try to make it too narrow of what that means and who fits within that paradigm, then it's then it becomes problematic, right? Because then you got you got like. Well, this yeah. person is, and this person ain't, and it's so it's relative to the individual that it that it you know the the purpose of the label is so we can have a communal understanding. But when when you have narrow understandings that fit only within particular paradigms, then we got a problem because not only are we or not only do we have competing um, perspectives of what it means to be a man or what it means to be a woman or what it means to be in a heterosexual relationship, that those those perspectives are now in conflict. And we gotta, we got, and we gotta figure that out before we could do anything else. And that's that's a problem. It's like taking steps back. So, so tell me this then. Let's zoom out of this Fantasia kind of submission relation conversation and shift to like relationships real large. Um, what in your experience? And I'm not saying tell all the tea and all the business from y'all's relationships. But what other hard to swallow kind of norms uh, or expectations? have you had to deal with or maybe that you've had to introduce to your relationship like this is something that I know is going to be difficult or has been difficult for me but 
it was a necessary thing to kind of get into my relationship, like as a normal expectation for everybody. I know, I know, I feel like I know <laughs> me and Damo had this uh, similar in many, yeah. many ways than, than some. I know that uh, a lot of expectations for men and masculinity to be kind of like a passive, docile being and only being able to express like anger and frustration and never being able to really like express like hurt or express like some emotion outside of like, mm-hmm. I know that, you know what I'm saying? For me, you know what I'm saying? And, and, I, know, and I know Dama, me and Dama are pretty close. I know, you know what I'm saying? A lot of women, especially the women we married to, you feel me? Sometimes like it like, catches them off guard the way that we are willing to wear our emotions on our sleeve. Mm-hmm. Though so many men are told not to and so many women are told that a real man don't do X, Y, and Z or don't express themselves in certain ways. And then we do it. And it's like, we have to be like, hey, you ain't got to question my manhood or question me as a man or a being because I'm choosing to express myself in this way. Mm-hmm. You should be able to understand me in my totality and recognize like, hey, I'm not just this big ass all the time. Like, you know, I, I cry. Right, I be sad. I can be depressed. <laughs> I be sad. I can be that let down funny. or unsatisfied. <laughs> it wasn't funny, but <laughs> yo, hey, that, that's <laughs> the because George, man, old. like I've been there since the beginning of his. You know what I'm saying? Of his marriage, he been there since the beginning of mine. I mean. I've been getting there since. Uh, all of it, yeah, yeah. But you know, I was in, we was in, I was in Oklahoma though. Oh, uh, definitely, definitely. I'm not. Yeah, in, but yeah, you know, me, I was in Oklahoma. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So we, yeah, yeah like I mean, I mean, just from. He lived. Briefly. Me, him, and Faith lived together. <laughs> Briefly, mm-hmm. Yeah, man. We, <laughs> we lived together. One point. So hey, we we was big kicking it. But shout out to my nigga She, by the way. Uh, but yeah. um. I I think wait well, actually before I get into that let me get into Riki, uh, Kiki's comment. Uh, she said that I think that as a couple you should be each other's strength. So I feel like they they she have should have the ability to be submissive to and for each other when needed. Um, and I think that speaks to exactly kind of the role that me and George in the plan in our relationships because we both married to very very strong willed women, right? Like women that. If you ask them to be submissive, they not gonna be submissive because you asked them. <laughs> like just that, just that. Like I mean, the funniest thing about my wife is that when we first started dating, I think the the fun, the wildest shit she told me was like, well, first she started off by telling me that most niggas can't handle her, and so I already took that as a challenge. Like she was like, you know, most like I, I speak my mind, I say how I feel, and most niggas can't handle that. I'm like, okay. I, shit, I ain't most niggas. What's up? You feel me? And then she started speaking her mind. And right, I started to right, see where she was yeah. coming from. Because I constantly was having to deal with, like, she got me fucked up. Mm-hmm. Who she thinks she talking to? You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I mean, then when she told me straight up that if I tell her to do something, or if I command her to do something, I can ask her. But if I command her to do something, she told me that if you command me or you tell me I can't <laughs> do something specifically, I'm going to do it. Because you told me not to. And I may be weird. I may be fucked up in the head. But that shit turned me on. I was like, hell yeah. Come on, girl. Like, I ain't tripping. You know what I'm saying? And, and you know, it got serious at a certain point. But I think the, the, the thing that I had to do with the most is that kind of realizing. And, and I'm saying this only in terms of, like, how we think about the relationships. And it was like, stereotypically, I was the woman. 
I was the one because I was the one that wanted to talk about emotions. Mm. She didn't want to talk about emotions. I was the one that wanted to talk about how I feel. Mm-hmm. She was like, it doesn't require a conversation. I was the one that wanted to talk things out. She was like, nah, that's just trying to fight. You feel me? So it was things that I said in previous relationships where I felt like, you know, this is, you know, I'm a guy. This is how I act. This is the stuff I care about. And then, it, then I got in a relationship that I really cared about, that I really wanted to work. And I ended up in the role of, mm-hmm. I ended up saying some of the things, or feeling some of the ways that women felt about me. And it was like, oh, shit. This karma's a biz. Look at that. Stuff yeah, like that yeah. And it, I didn't even know I could do it. Like, I didn't even know I could do it. And then when I was okay with it, that's when I knew I was ready to get married. When I was like, I'm, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with that. Like, this is me. And I'm and I'm gonna fight for this because it's important. You know what I'm saying? So and and then that's when I knew I was like, yeah, this is the one I gotta marry because I'm literally okay with this. Right. All right. So let me. I got another question for you then. Which then, as we talk about these kind of relationship norms, expectations, ones that we've instilled, ones that have been instilled in us, what is some of the worst relationship advice you feel like you've gotten from somebody? Like before y'all got married, since y'all been married, talking through people to shit, you just like. Nigga, what? Like, either you don't know my wife or you wildin'. Can y'all think of any, like, just terrible relationship advice that you feel like would completely dismantle y'all's relationship or any healthy marriage or relationship that exists? So I feel like, shit, really, damn near anything a nigga told me about the norms they got in their relationship. Like, hey, listen, bro, my relationship don't work that way. <laughs> shit. I ain't even gonna be, I ain't gotta be specific. Damn near, really, it's like, hey, I just can't show up when I'm on the show up. Can't right. just leave and I want right. to leave. Me and my wife have communication expectations. Hey, y'all want to hear some funny yeah, shit? You know what I'm saying? I love my pops to death. Like, so, my pops like, is yeah, my nigga. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but this nigga, the advice, that the first, the, the sex talk, the sex talk, <laughs> this nigga said, it's one thing I want you to remember when it comes to these women, son. I remember we were sitting on, we were sitting on the porch. This nigga said, juice these hoes. <laughs> juice these hoes. I was like, <laughs> Really? He said, juice these hoes. I'm like, okay, Pops, I got it. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. 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 What do you do with, uh, you when you want orange juice? What, what does juice mean, to be specific? <laughs> okay, got it. <laughs> And then what do you do with an orange like, after you receive the juice? In, take a little and give a take take a take a lot and give a little. Give a little, take a lot. Hey, shout out to Pops. Yo, it is it, but that was that when you say the worst, that was the first familial piece of advice when it came to women. It, that was it. My pops was like, juice these hoes. So I was like, man, okay, pops. But uh Nazir got a question. <laughs> right. Hey, and I'm, I'm, I got some more stories from Absolutely. some shit that shit that my pops told me when I was young, but we'll, that's yeah. for another episode. But uh, Nazir, hey Nazir, in here, appreciate you for joining us and also lighting up the chat, bro. Uh, do y'all think relationships where women are more submissive tend to work out better than relationships where women are the breadwinners, patriarchs, even if submission is patronizing? Hmm. Even if submission is patronizing. Um, I say this though. Actually, what do y'all think? What do y'all think? Toya, what do you think? 
Do y'all think relationships with women are more submissive tend to work out better in relationships with women are the breadwinners, even if submission is special not Um I'm gonna be philosophical with my shit and be like, work out better for who? <laughs> exactly, right? That's a, an important question to ask. Like, work out better for whom? Because I feel like niggas are probably great and the women who live these lives while there are levels of comfort with being submissive, right, probably have shit that they really care about that ends up being minimized in a lot of ways. But I will say this. I don't think... I think more successful, I don't think is a good barometer because, like, I think there are probably a lot of successful relationships where women are in the driver's seat of the relationship and they are handling certain things Mm -hmm. that men would... And notice my air quotes, because, like... Nigga, shit gets done in relationships. This whole, you do it, I do it, I have to do this. Like, that's so stupid. But I feel like relationships where niggas is comfortable in their masculinity is really relationships where you can thrive being a breadwinner and being, you know, a patriarch and really have a beautiful relationship. I think Monique and her husband is a great example of that, right? Like, she out here, she doing whatever. She stood up for herself against Netflix and C. Parvey, and her husband has always been right there by her side. Like, you show right, baby. Get that thing. Let niggas know what's good. And I can probably think of a bajillion other examples of women who are in healthy, dynamic, thriving relationships that are breadwinners and they're successful and everybody in yeah. that situation. And into Nazir, are you are you conflating the two terms, breadwinner and patriarch, as the same thing? That yeah. if you are the breadwinner, you are the patriarch, and the patriarch right. should be the breadwinner. Right. And I, I think, like and, and, just, and the one thing that I think is unique about that, kind of and, and that, about and how that, that dynamic, that paradigm, is that you got a lot of niggas that actually grow up in single parent homes with mothers who actually hold it the fuck down. You feel me? So it's like, how can you look at a man as the only, uh, Right, or even the patriarch, the the as as the water that holds the boat afloat. Way too, when to hold, hold so many afloat. men have watched powerful women do that same thing, right? And I, because they've come to resent them for it. You know what I'm saying? Like that's yeah. the bottom line of it. They've become, they've come to resent. Because I don't resent my wife and shit. I'm gonna, go, I'm on, I'm making a little money, more money than her now in my relationship for like <laughs> but, literally maybe, maybe. I mean, a and that's year. the thing though. Like this shit about to come to an end. I, and, and I think, <laughs> I think you can still be. So shit, it's a like you know, patriarch uh, in a household. Relationship it's still cool, not be a bad one. You know, you know what I'm saying? And, you know what I'm saying? There is value. There is value in in other things. Other than who Definitely. brings the money in the house, and vice versa, it's right? It's certain things that we got to think about in terms of a relationship. Because this is my problem with the way that, that the, the the that modern uh, the modern understanding of relationships, especially when it comes to black people, it's a business relationship. Like for the way that the way that women are are, are taught to look at being, at, at, it's like with men, we're taught to look at women as as, as property. Like, they're ours, right? That's why I got to make the money and I got to be the man. I got to be in control because that's mine. And then if I'm making the money, I can say what goes, right? On the flip side to that, women look at it as a business relationship. When you look at the breadwinner as that's who you got to marry or the man has to, that means you marrying for somebody to, to, you marrying somebody that can take care of you, to pay the bills. If your focus is just marrying somebody that can take care of you, that is a business relationship. Period. Yeah, you may love you may love the person. Y'all may have all these other things together, but if it's not about us growing as people together, and re- then that's a that's a business contract. Goddamn it! Like I think uh, like I like that's the reason. The problem why the reason why I don't have a problem with gold diggers or just women or trophy wives, women who just want to get met, like is because that like that's like getting the job. 
Shit. Because then they look at it like that. Like, my job is to be submissive. My job is to make sure, you know. St- exactly. You know what I'm saying? I, my yeah. job is to get and cheated on sometimes. Like, like what? That's, what how that nigga, that's how that nigga would be. I mean, and let's not ignore just kind of how people are raised and some of, like, what proficiencies are. Like, nigga, if you a house dad, you know what I'm saying? If you are just do well at shaping a good, strong household and the kids feel seen and accounted for and they're all excited for the day and you have the ability to clean like another and it's probably because you were raised by your single mother, you know what I'm saying, that you have the ability to go in and just whip the house back into shape. Like, one nigga who can really clean, Gio Liriano can clean the house. Like that was that nigga is a oh, cleaning yeah. ass nigga, and I've been like, man, like when you get married, you gonna make I stayed with Gio in Washington this past summer, and when I tell you, yeah, I feel like I'm as well showed me like, man, blackness is something. Black people, no matter what <laughs> ethnicity we is, but we shout be, out to Gio. That nigga woke. I can tell his mama wake his ass up mm-hmm. to some Marachi music, cause some 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 Spanish music I ain't never heard before. But hey, he he in clean mode though. Yeah. You know, this Dominican clean mode and shit finna get cleaned up real quick. And it's a brink, it's a line that he gets to. You could tell where somebody been like, all right, now enough is enough. You need to get your ass up and clean up. Like I've seen it, and so all of those things are large reflections of your black ass mama showing and teaching you and cultivating enough skills in you that make sure that you have something to add to that woman's life that you get with, so that she ain't the only one out here connecting dots and making shit come together and coming home to keep a house. You know what I'm saying? So there's a lot of beautiful things that go alongside. Being more flexible in expectations and relationships because it allows niggas to play their strengths. Like, what if I don't and I can't? And what I'm interested in is art and creating and being creative. And that means that I get to, I have to get people to come and respect my craft. And I'm not really fulfilled unless I'm doing my art thing. And so, you know, but I make sure I keep the house together while I'm out here doing my independent contractor shit and doing this, that, and the other. I'm focused on making sure shit is together. Thanks for joining us, Dominique. But. Um, <laughs> all of that shit is necessary for balance in relationships and seeking out good relationships means not stereotyping people because of what they do. My last question is this for y'all. Um, what is one important relationship principle that has made your relationship strong or has really strengthened your shit or one thing that you tell yourself at your most excited, your most frustrated um, moment that you feel like has really anchored Shit, I would have to say the principle for me of your relationship. Uh, one principle. Sh- Flexibility. Flexibility. I mean, you know, it you you can't look at everything from a static perception. You can't look at everything from a static perception when you are literally when like life changes. Like life is fluid. What people need is fluid. We we're different we're who we are, but we're different people on a day to day basis. So we gotta be able to adapt and play a particular role on a particular day at a particular moment you may be the one who's usually the emotional the emotional support but that emotional support need emotional support so if you're usually the one that gets the emotional support you got to know that today i'm the one that has to provide Mm -hmm. that i'm the one that has to give you the, the words of encouragement so it's the ability to move through in and out of different roles because one thing may be you and it may work for the relationship one day but the next week that's not it, that's not gonna fly you know what i'm saying so that like flexibility and understanding the importance of flexibility it, to me is, is a principle that yeah. um 
that yeah. it should be important in any relationship. Uh, for me, man, I be, be, guess I'd be a little philosophical. You know what I'm saying? You know that right. white man Socrates. Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. That white man Socrates said that wisdom is knowing the limits to your knowledge. And I feel like when it comes to being in a relationship, I feel like it's about being wise and being always able to admit what you don't know, what you don't do, what you can't do, what you don't want to do type shit. And I feel like for me and my relationship with me, you know, me and my wife, Faith, me being able to be real and acknowledge what I don't want to do or what I can't do or what I'm not, you know what I'm saying, uh, uh, like aware of, I feel like it's, 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 it's helped out. Like not overcompensate. You tell me to do something, but I don't know how to do it. If I don't know how to do it, I don't know how to do that. You tell me to look for something, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't like being able to just be real, like I don't I don't know. And being able to be okay as an yeah. answer, I don't know. Yeah, that's a good one. I mean, real as hell. Real as hell, real as hell. Well, my takeaway is this. Um, I think the expectation that your relationship, even as we talk about some of these principles Ever. and what they mean and how to navigate them, ain't it was never gonna look like the person's next door. Right. So even as we talk about what submission is, that's one of those arbitrary terms that the person who is using it has to really start to unpack to even understand because there ain't no streamlined interpretation of what submission is. That's why you can have people in the world like Fantasia's husband who's like, here's what I really mean, nigga. I got to do my job first before I even expect her to Definitely. follow me. And then you got the rest of the toxic niggas in the world that hear submission. They're like, yep, yep, yep. Got to be, got to do this, that, and the other. So. You know, in the words of George Lee and many other people who came before him, do not get lost in the sauce of heteronormativity, uh, hyper-masculinity, toxic masculinity, or interpretations of relationshipiness that are not working for you in your situation. Don't work for you and your partner. They'll box people out before they even get a chance to show you what they're good at and what they can bring to the table to make y'all union stronger. Niggas got to make better decisions. And I ain't even mad at Fantasia to feel how she feel because obviously the way her shit is Man. Said, works for her. So, you know, that's you another. Know, oh, shit. You Hey man, so for everybody, the the six people that's left, we definitely appreciate all that love. Everybody's comments, nothing but love, nothing but love, nothing but love, man. We always glad when you're able to show up. We know it's late, but hey, it is what it is. Make sure y'all follow Toya on Higher Definition LEC on Instagram. (laughs) Please, if y'all, if y'all need that. You know that that lift up. If you like, damn, I don't know if I should keep going. Damn, I just need just a real word of encouragement. Somebody tell me something, please, Jesus. Go to High Definition LEC on Instagram, and you gonna get that real. Yeah. New hotness coming to you soon. I got a little something I want to talk to y'all about. You know, so we gotta quit making hard stuff harder. Yeah. Right. It's a lot of there's a lot of things in life that are hard. We don't have to. They don't need our help making them a little bit harder. So y'all stay tuned. I'm gonna break some of that down real quick. Higher Definition LEC on the ground. There we go. And also, my boy uh, yeah. George is a rising star on TikTok. So if you on TikTok, on the tick and where the they start. follow you? Where they how, where, where can they reach you on TikTok, Juice <laughs> Lee? Hey, 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 you know you can see you can really find me at the consciously spelled like the white folks spell it in a dictionary. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Uh, on all social medias, yeah, like not with nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like the spell. You know what I'm saying? Like you know the English spell it. Conscious, spelled like Dictionary Webster, spell it. Lee, like, you know, some Asians and English people spell it. <laughs> Stop. Uh, you know, on TikTok, you know what I'm saying? I might fucking That's around lit. and wake up to, to 9,000 followers. And if you need TikTok, to help spelling, for about you feel me? It's right there on the screen. You know, at today, Consciously on all your social media platforms. I right am the, the political plug. You can find me on Instagram, on Facebook, on YouTube, at the political plug. 
I mean, I think I'm. I think I'm gonna do my. I, I started a TikTok day. I'm following George Lee. Um, I'm. I'm. I'm guessing. I probably won't. But we'll see. You feel me? I'm trying to be more of a. Won't catch me on TikTok. Look, she will. Once phone, TikTok yeah, pop, she, she gonna be on there. But anyway, damn, two damn hours. Right Y'all been here rocking out. We definitely appreciate that shit. Our wives definitely appreciate that we get off of this shit. So. My imaginary wife is like, come on, babe. Let's relax. Her couch. Her (laughs) Her Netflix. That's all her imaginary wife. All right. Somebody waiting on me. Don't you worry about it. Hey, Journey. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, it's been the Top Plug. The Drug Play and Me. Your boys, the political plug and the consciously. We out this thing. Thank y'all for tuning in. Make sure y'all tune in next week. It's a wrap. Yeah. Hey, R.I.P. Nipsey Hussle.